Podcast Help Desk, number 64, for October 24th, 2015. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. The Podcast Help Desk is now part of the Modern Life Network. Check out more great shows over at modernlifepodcastnetwork.com. Podcast Help Desk is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check out more family-friendly shows at techpodcast.com. You can always find the full show notes for each episode at podcasthelpdesk.com. Now, on with the show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike and this is Podcast Help Desk. So today is the last in my series of podcast guru interviews. Uh, the last one is uh, Rob Walsh from Lipson and from Today in iOS. That's going to take up most of the show, but I did want to tell you about what I was doing last week and why I didn't have an episode last week. Of course, I think you might have heard I, I got invited to do the podcasting lab at the Converge South Conference in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the uh, Wake Forest University. And uh, what a cool place. And, and the Converge South people were uh, just all uh, A1 and made a lot of friends and acquaintances down there and uh, would probably uh, not mind going back there sometime. So it was a really good conference. The, the uh, podcasting lab was, was fairly uh, well attended and uh, we Got a lot done. Uh, actually, Rob and I talk about it a little bit in the interview, so I won't uh, go into it too much, but that's what I was doing. And there's lots and lots of news and and everything else going on in the podcast space. Or should I say there's lots of news coming. Uh, <laughs> that's probably a better, better way of doing it. And I don't uh, talk about rumors, so I'm not going to. But uh, anyway, and i got to say that at least every episode. Here's my uh, talk with uh, Rob Walsh. Morning, Rob. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Mike, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's uh, been an, a while since we've conversed. I think in April uh, is the last time I talked to you, and we were both so busy we didn't talk much. No, that was uh, NMX, yeah, so uh, NAB, and who knows what it's going to be this year. Yeah, hopefully uh, something happens there, but... Uh, Wanted to uh, get a little bit of history of podcasting, or at least your history in podcasting. I, I've been kind of going through the the podcasters of note, and uh, you were on my list. So, uh, guess uh, I remember you most from uh, your first show that I listened to, uh, Podcast Four One One. But uh, how did you get started in podcasting? It would have been a little over eleven years ago. Uh, I read an article and. It was in Engadget. It said, if you wanted to podcast, just add this enclosure tag to your RSS feed in your podcasting. And I was like, what the heck's an enclosure tag and what's an RSS feed? And uh, and I read about what podcasting was in in that article. And I was like, I want to do that. I was one of those junkies that would call into the radio stations. Uh, So I spent the next almost two months figuring the whole RSS thing out and uh, getting sites set up and figuring out how to hand code an RSS feed. And then um, my idea for my show was simple. I just stole it from inside the actor studio. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to interview other podcasters. And when I first started looking at it, you know, back in October, there was like a hundred podcasters. 
by the time I launched, there were a few more than that. Um, and then just had fun. I just was just talking to other podcasters and really just trying to find out how they were doing it and why they were doing it. And, and you have to remember back then there was no support in iTunes. There was no podcast support. If you wanted to podcast in 2004 and early 2005, you, you were insane um, because there was absolutely no idea of getting an audience because it just was so difficult to listen to a podcast that you had to buy, you know, get a secondary or third software like iPod or X or um, podcast lemon or something like that and install that and then sync your iPod to your iTunes. And it, it was tough to listen to podcasts back then. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I remember what iPod or lemon or I don't remember something turned into lemon and I noticed that, you know, when there was about a hundred podcasts that almost every podcast got listened to by almost everybody listening. <laughs> Which wasn't a lot of people. <laughs> no. And uh, so mostly it was other podcasters listening to you because, uh, you know, when I first started in, in 2005, uh, I would get feedback from other podcasters and almost never from just a listener. Which, you know, worked well for my podcast because my podcast was about podcasting. And so it was good because the podcasters were used to listening to podcasts. So that worked well for that show. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you, you were the original podcaster about podcasting. Yeah. Well, it, I, mean, I guess maybe Daily Source Code. I would it. say Daily Source Code was uh, about it. But mine was the first one about interviewing podcasts, for sure. Right. And I don't normally do interviews. But uh, like I said, I figured since I talk about all you guys all the time... It'd be uh, just as it'd be good to just have you on here, so you could talk about yourself. Yeah, I mean, I I really got into podcasting as a hobby. I mean, I was looking at it. It just I was working as a VP of sales and marketing for a company where we sold quartz crystal oscillators, and I was traveling all over the world. And I had just finished up my MBA at UConn in in the spring of two thousand four, and I was really just bored with needing something as a hobby to do when I was traveling. So I really looked at podcasting as it was going to be just this hobby, you know, um, something to do when I was on the road away from home. And uh, it just got a life of its own. And, and quickly I, I left that job to jump into podcasting with no revenue stream and no common sense. But yeah. it got me out of Erie, Pennsylvania, and that's all my wife cared about. Okay, so you were up there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember when you uh, said you were quitting your day job. And uh, that was... Yep. Uh, that was something else. I, I, so you you went off on your own and you moved where you're down in uh, Kansas City, right? Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, we moved back to Kansas City for um, other personal reasons. My wife's father at the time uh, had cancer pretty bad. He's passed away two years later. Um, so we moved back here to be closer to her, her family to help her mom get around and do things. So that was part of the reason we left Erie. But, um, yeah, but otherwise, we probably would have stayed in Erie. We had a nice house there. But it's not a bad area. Uh, cheap, I've, very cheap to live. Yeah, it's kind of like where I'm at. <laughs> it's <laughs> fairly cheap to live, except for uh, during tourist season. But a uh, whole other story. Uh, so that that led you to uh, getting a job at Libsyn uh, yeah, couple, somewhere yeah, along couple, the way. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years later, um, middle of 2007, uh the guys at Libsyn came to me and said, hey, uh, we have a position opening up VP of Podcaster Relations. Do you want it? You know, you're out promoting us. And I said, absolutely, because I, you know, I was a longtime user of Libsyn by that point. And uh, I said, sure. And I've been with them ever since, so over eight years now. Oh, very good. Yeah, I was a Libsyn customer along the way somewhere. 
uh, like I said, because the choices of, of hosting back then were non-existent with the exception of Lipson. And uh, there, there's a whole bunch of them that have come and gone. Oh, there's so many. So many have come and gone. The Poddango. Do you remember the, the Poddango Christmas week fiasco? I remember something about it. Yeah, that they closed down on Christmas. Yeah, I do remember that. I was I was a bit involved in that. Yeah, I was say you guys. I know us and you guys were uh, working hard to help podcasters migrate as quick as possible over Christmas week. I was. It was just horrible. Yeah. So well, you know, poor timing. Well, that's what happens with these podcast companies. A lot of them don't charge enough to, uh, you know, be profitable. Or some don't charge at all. I mean, and yeah. So I, I recently had someone say, "Oh, you know, I'm host." I, I won't give the name of where they're hosting, but they were like, "It's it's cheap. It's one of the cheap ones." And they're like, "Yeah, the reliability sucks, and they, they don't work. And if you guys could just match their price, I'd move over to you." Well, that's why. <laughs> like, that's why the, the price is that way. The two go hand in hand. The reason their reliability isn't good is because they don't charge enough. Yeah, you know, we try to keep it low, like you guys do, but we have to have reliable servers and and a back end and put it on a real CDN and not try to hodge something together. And that that does cost a little bit of money. And and you know, if you don't want to pay anything? Go to Internet Archive. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's going to be lousy service, but at least it's going to be there, or at least hopefully they've got a, a business plan or whatever to keep themselves going. That's what I always worry about. You know, you jump on some new thing that just popped up and you're like, well, you know, do you know whether they're going to be sustainable? I mean, you know, uh, we can, we can talk about SoundCloud, uh, you know, their foray into podcasting doesn't seem to be going all that well lately. Uh, And and I'm putting the podcast 411 hat on here. I'll step away. This is Rob at podcast 411 talking (laughs) so that they don't go after Libsyn. But uh, yeah, SoundCloud just doesn't make any sense. And uh, my, my prediction on SoundCloud is ultimately, uh, they have a lot of legal issues with with music, and uh, they're going to settle those probably by giving up quite a bit of equity in the company, if not almost all of it, to the record labels. And, and I think the first thing that happens when they make that final settlement with the record labels is uh, they kill the download. Yeah, they, the the thing is, they're not really a podcast company. They're right. kind of YouTube for audio. Is right. kind of how I thought of them. I, I, people, I'll see, I'll hear people go, well, I'm leaving, you know, to go to SoundCloud because they have an audience. I go, they have an audience for music. You know, I, I have my podcast. I put my podcast up on SoundCloud because we, you know, support publishing into it. And for today in iOS, one of the most popular podcasts in iTunes for iOS stuff, I get three, four listens, an episode at SoundCloud. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do the same thing. You know, my show's published to to SoundCloud, but it's not, that's not my primary source. You know, I just, you know, try to be everywhere, and that's uh, that's one place to be. But on the other hand, I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket. No. And I don't no. recommend anybody else do it. Does it's that a either. great secondary source for some podcasts. It's a okay secondary source for most podcasts. It's a meh. Podcast yeah. source for me. I think I can um, maybe get two or three downloads an episode. And you know what? If I pick up two or three people this month and then two or three the next month and they all move over to the, the right way to, to subscribe, get the show, that's that's fine. You know, that's probably more two or three more than I get from the a lot of the other directories that are out there. Um, it's definitely not the impact of a Spotify or, you know, or 
some other things that are coming down the line, but um, it's definitely not a place I would ever recommend anyone to to use as their their primary source, especially you know given the situation. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I, I don't want to say anything bad about them, so I, I'll I'll shut up. But <laughs> it just <laughs> it's you know it's it's yeah we get that too. You know, I'll get a, a message say well, we're moving to SoundCloud, and, and then. Uh, maybe three days later, I get oh my my iTunes isn't updating anymore or whatever you know and it's like well I don't know it's you got you know your feed's there I, I can't help you. I've had quite a few of them. We're moving to SoundCloud, and a few months later, okay, uh, how do we move back? <laughs> yeah, I think there was a uh, they they made some sort of change, and I I, I don't really want to go into it because I don't know the details, but what a one of the changes it broke a lot of people's feeds mm-hmm. and you know if they weren't using the soundcloud feed you know if right. they were generating it some other way and uh, like i said hopefully they they don't strand people hopefully they give them enough time to move off if something happens i'm not saying it will so anyway back to uh, your stuff there uh, you mentioned today in ios i remember it is today in iphone yep. <laughs> back when it, iphones were coming out uh, t- it was you know, I started, I saw that iPhone when Steve Jobs got on stage. I was watching that keynote and he showed it. And I'm like, oh, I, I've got to have one. And I said, well, how do I justify getting one? And I said, oh, I'll do a podcast about it. <laughs> so I launched today an iPhone before the iPhone launched. And I happened to know the folks at Audible. And I said to them, you know, I'll give you three month sponsorship if you, you know, basically worked out to, if you worked out to cover the price of the iPhone and, and the service for a year. So I figured out what that was. And I said, if you guys will pay for this, uh, you know, I'll make you advertiser for the, the, for the first three months. And they were like, sure. So, um, like I had the sponsor in hand before the show even launched. And it was, that was nice of the, the folks at, at audible to do that. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, and uh, of course, they they were available on iPhone as soon as apps were available. <laughs> and I think before, didn't they have a deal with iTunes to deliver Audible? Yeah, there was some way you could get it in there. But yeah, they were one of the very first apps that went up a year later when they when the App Store opened. Yeah, I can't imagine an iPhone without apps now. <laughs> it was fun that first year. I mean, we, we were it, well by the end of July. You know, it launched in the beginning of June. By the end of July, there was already a jailbreak, and by August, we were we were doing the jailbreaking pretty earnest uh, to get some apps up there. Um, you know, if you if you I don't know if folks remember, but they, uh, Stitcher um, actually started as a jailbreak app. Um, so you know, Stitcher was on there before there was even an app store. Oh, neat! I didn't know that. I I uh, I went BlackBerry <laughs> when everybody else went iPhone, so uh, I, I was a little behind the curve there. I remember when BlackBerry had uh, a podcast app, and uh, we all thought that was just the berries. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I mean they were out there supporting it early on. That's completely dead now, unfortunately. We we when that launched, I mean I worked with BlackBerry to get a bunch of the the podcasts on and and launched when that launched, and uh, the guys were really gung ho at BlackBerry. Um, but unfortunately, you know they, they they didn't stay up with the times and. No, yeah. they're they're uh, I don't know if they're they're around still. I, I think they're mainly uh, you know doing corporate customers and yeah. stuff like that. I I loved my BlackBerry, but then I, I had uh, a BlackBerry before I had an iPhone. Yeah. yeah. 
And then I had uh, then I went Android for a while, and that just got ridiculous. So <laughs> now I'm on the iPhone, and I like it. It's uh, but so I listen to your show. I've listened to your shows, both of them. You know, four one one and uh, the iPhone or the iOS show there all along. And so I've been a been a fan over the years. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. But, uh, you can handle my snarky sense of humor. It, it, it's it's funny uh, today in iOS in the last last month I had two people really mad at me. One person was mad at me because they thought I was too much of a fanboy, and the other person was mad at me because they thought I was dogging Apple too much. So I'm like, yeah, you can't win that one. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so, the same way, you know, in the, the old Windows and Mac fight. You know, I'm a graphic artist by trade, and so I grew up using Macs, you know, in, as far as at work. And but I always use PCs at home. We'd get in these big arguments over, you know, all that stuff, and and then then you know I'd have some of my artist friends would, what are you using a Windows machine for? And it's like, well, because it <laughs> works and it's cheap and. You know, the Mac didn't at that time do a lot of the stuff I wanted to do at home. So now, you know, the Macs have caught up and surpassed Windows by far, in my opinion. Although uh, Microsoft's coming back a little bit with Windows 10. Yeah, it's a lot better than Vista. Yeah, well, everything's <laughs> better than Vista. Or uh, what was that, Windows Me. I, I was an early adopter of that, which is a bad thing, but <laughs> anyway... Uh, you gave me an idea the other day. I, I, I don't know. It's probably a, some chat thing or whatever. I don't remember how, but uh, I come up with a, a thing that I'm going to do. But maybe we could talk about some of it. Uh, mm -hmm. Stupid pad podcaster tricks. You know, kind of like David Letterman's stupid pet tricks. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, just things that that people do that just don't make sense. Or you know, like in tech support, I notice. You don't get all the information. You get just you know, barely enough to, to know slightly. Well, we, we, we were talking about it beforehand. We won't, we won't yes. say names, but there was one in the Facebook group, and the person's like, my show's not updating in iTunes. And that's it. That's all the information they gave. It's like if you're going to say in a public forum that your show isn't working, as a minimum, give the name of your show. And if you're complaining it's not working in iTunes, put the URL to your show in iTunes. Don't make people guess or jump through hoops to try to find it to help you. People will help you if you give them the information. But I see it in the Apple support forums all the time. And I see it on Facebook all the time. People just like, oh, my show's not working. And your show is what? And, you know, give us information. Give people information so they can help you. Yeah, because, uh, you know, even in, you know, the official tech support for Blueberry, I get tickets in all the time and I gotta you know always ask okay what's your feed address what's this what's that how are you set up you know and by the time you get three or four emails back and forth you, you might have an idea how to help them and you know so if you're, you guys are ever asking for help you know give us all the information you can I mean there's you know there's a bunch of us out there on Facebook that'll help you out there's a bunch of it you know Rob me uh, Todd you know, all the people we've had on the show here the last uh, couple months, uh, you know, any one of those will answer your question, but you got to give us the information. You cannot give too much information. You can only give too little. And, and the more information you give, the faster you will get a resolution. It's, it's that simple. If you make it easy for people to help you, they will help you faster. Exactly. And uh, like I said, I have that problem, you know, officially at the, at the job and, uh, and unofficially everywhere else. 
And yeah, I mean, there, there'll be times where someone will give almost no information and, I'm, and I'll start looking for a solution and then the phone will ring. And then I forget about it. And I, I'm like, uh, you know, I forgot that I was working on it. And if they had given me the information ahead of time, I would have answered their question before that phone rang and they got pushed off into a folder and didn't get responded. And the person will come back like two days later and mad at me. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry about that. You know, and I was, I was in the middle of it, but you know, because I had to spend extra time researching the information they didn't give, they got delayed. So yeah, help yourself by helping us. Yeah, I did a, I did a show about that. I, I can't remember what show number it was, but I did a whole show about, uh, you know, how to get tech support for your podcast. Cause you know, people don't know. And then, you know, then of course there's the terminology problem that I, that I'm sure you deal with all the time mm -hmm. is my iTunes feed isn't working. <laughs> iTunes feed. What's an iTunes feed? You know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, or they, they don't, you know, they just throw these terms around cause they've heard the terms and they don't actually look up what that means. I mean, you know, you can't fault somebody if they're brand new, but uh, you know, I try. I really try to educate people on the proper term for what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'll start conversations a lot of time when I have a phone call. I'm like, okay, just for nomenclature, an episode is this, a show is this. You know, a show is a grouping of episodes. An episode is a single media file. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's, you know, it goes back to blogging. I, I keep hearing people say, I wrote a blog about this. Now, did you write a blog website and it's got a bunch of articles or did you write an article on your blog about this? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's all semantics, I guess. But uh, let's, uh, let's switch gears here. I'm kind of a, a gearhead when it comes to uh, podcast equipment. I'm kind of curious uh, what your setup was and what it is now. You know, I've always taken the philosophy on my gear that I wanted to keep the equipment in my in my setup low low cost. So I try to keep as much of it as possible, you know, under $150 piece of equipment. The only piece of equipment that I own for the for the most part um, that was be above that is I have a, a Marantz PMD 660 that I got modified at OAD um, with the lower noise filters. Hmm. But but for my main setup, what I actually use day to day for today in iOS, I'm I'm using a Yeti mic, uh, you know, the, the Yeti ninety five dollar Yeti mic from B and H Photo, um, no affiliate link, it's just where I find it cheapest, right? And that that's what I use right into my MacBook. So that show is a single sh person show, so I, I that that mic works fine um, for interviews. When I do interview shows, uh, where I have to do the Skype setup, then. I actually use my MXL uh, 550 um, mic, or 990, MXL 990, sorry. Um, and, um, and I've run that into um, my M-Audio mobile pre, or M-Track, actually. Right. The mobile pre died, but so now I'm using the M-Track. And then that splits off, and I go into an Alesis Multimix 8 FX mixer. And then uh, that comes over to the... the, the Oh, the uh, the Marantz for my digital recorder, but really any digital recorder worked there. I just happen to use that one because that's the one I have. And then I come back into the computer um, out of the M audio for the what people hear me on Skype. So that's the basic setup. I've been using that setup for over 10 years. You can see it at podcast411.com slash mixer.pdf. Um, and, and I've stuck with that setup because it's, you know, each piece is pretty cheap. 
It's an easy setup to record Skype. It's all done off the computer. So every time I update my computer, it doesn't matter. It doesn't break anything. Um, over the years, I've, I've changed out like the M audio. I think in that is, uh, shows the mobile pre in that PDF. I'm now using the M track, which is the replacement to the mobile pre just cause the, uh, the M audio was 10 years old and I uh, was getting noise and one day and I said, oh, I'll just buy the new one and see if that solved the problem. Um, and then the Lisus, um, Multimix 8 FX, that's the latest one. I wanted to get that because the other one I had was 10 years old and I was trying to help people. Um, and that one just couldn't buy it anymore. So I bought the new one so I could help people out and know how it worked. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Uh, I tend to tell people to get dynamic mics and, uh, yeah, you're using the condensers and you sound great. And, you know, Todd also uses condensers and sounds great, but it's the mic technique, I think, that uh, that helps that. And a quiet you, you room. You have to use a condenser mic in a controlled environment. Um, and, and you have to make sure your environment is one that's conducive for that. Um, you know, I, you know uh, I have the dynamic mics. I have, again, I've, I've got a couple of short SM58s around here. Those are what I use. Like if, if someone hires me to go do some consulting work and I'm going to go in and, and set up, I bring the, the Marantz PMD 660 and I bring two Shure SM58s and it looks real professional. Right. Um, if I'm on the road and I'm recording myself these days, I'm using my iPhone and the iRig mic HD. And that's what I do for KC Startup 411. I record the whole thing in Boss Jock and upload from Boss Jock. Yeah, you don't need you know you don't need a thousand dollars worth of equipment to have a decent sounding podcast. Right. It's just all about technique and, uh, like I said, controlling the environment with those uh, uh, condenser mics. Because, like I said, I had a. In fact, I still have it here somewhere. Uh, an MXL seven seventy, I guess, which would be the the smaller version of what you have. And yeah. it's a decent mic, but I'm in a I'm in an old basement next to the furnace and the water heater. You know, <laughs> so I've got noise. Yeah, the the nine ninety is really the great thing about the nine ninety is you can move around the room and it'll sound the same wherever you are. Um, so I like it from the fact that I don't ever have to really speak to the mic. Um, so that's why I like it. Uh, I know I probably could just get a really expensive headset mic, but I, again, I like to keep things. Sh- cheap yeah the downside works. of the mxl 990 is it picks up everything yeah oh yeah it definitely does uh, like i said with my 770 i had to i had a curtain behind me and kind of around me <laughs> you know like those shower curtains you see in hotel rooms yep i had a real heavy black curtain that i would put around behind the desk to uh try to get some of the noise out but uh, you know an airplane takes off from the airport a mile away you can hear it uh, so yeah but I, at that point, I didn't have very good mic technique either, so <laughs> I was probably running it too hot. And I've, I've always, you know, I, my equipment has never been the top, top end. I'm not the Paul Figiani. You know, I, I, don't, I don't try to get the highest end equipment. I know you can go out and spend tons of crazy money on microphones and, and headsets and lavaliers, but I try to keep it where, okay, if someone's getting into podcasting, how much money, you know, is going to scare them off. And I try to keep everything, like I said, under 150 bucks so that I can recommend it that way for, per piece. Um, yeah. And uh, like I said, I've, for mobile podcasting, uh, I carry around the, one of those uh, Roland recorders and uh, I've got a cable that hooks up to, uh, it's like essentially an SM58, but it's a, a different brand. 
And that's what I use if I'm going to do, you know, like a, a at a conference or something, I'm going to interview somebody and then just handhold the mic and, and it sounds decent. Yeah. I mean, you can get decent sound. Again, a decent sound. Is it going to be, if you're an audiophile, the best sound? No. Is it going to make Todd maybe cringe? Probably. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Audio-Technica ATR2100, I bought two of them recently because they were on sale for 40 bucks. I already had one. Um, so, you know, I was like, ah, oh, for 40 bucks, I'll buy a couple extras, give away, you know, so if I have to help someone down the road, here you go, you know, charge them 50. Um, there you go. You know, but it, it was just, I, I find there's a lot of good cheap mics out there that get the job done. Cause at the end of the day, what really matters if a show is going to grow is do you have really good content and does the audio not make your ears bleed? Yeah, that's, I was just going to say the same thing. It's, it's. You know, as long as it's not painful to listen to and the content's good, you're all right. You know, mm-hmm. prove the sound if it's if it is bad, but uh, you know, don't don't get hung up on that. Oh, I've seen. I saw a post. I'm not going to name names. I saw a post the other day from somebody that said, um, "I decided not to get into start my podcast. I bought the fifteen hundred dollar podcast kit. Um, does anyone want?" Can any, will anyone, what, what offer will you make? I saw that. You saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just cringe when you saw that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I have essentially that setup here, mm-hmm. but I got it over time and, and you know, not, it's not, not influenced by that particular uh, uh, person that was selling that kit, but you know, it's good stuff, but you know, but it's not. The important stuff, you know, you don't yeah. don't need to spend that much money. You know, if you're going to just start out, you need an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've no, I know a guy. Uh, he's a, a post office, uh, uh, what was it postal carrier in Boston, uh, and he, as far as I know, I think he's still just using his iPhone. I don't know. He listens to the show. He'll probably uh, send me a send me an email <laughs> to tell me if he's still using just his iPhone. But it sounded wonderful. We were doing um, a recording, Elsie and I, the other day, and um, for the feed, it was like two episodes back, and we were trying out some new software, and we we're like, to see if it would work, and we said, well, we better make a backup recording just in case. And and I didn't, you know, it was it was rushed, so I just grabbed my wife's iPad, I opened up Boss Jock, and I just hit record, and I just laid the iPad there on the on the on the table. And that was just, you know, a, a backup, just in case, you know, worst case scenario. Well, how to use it. And it didn't sound bad. Okay. It, it was good. no microphone. It was just the iPad and Boss Jock sitting on the table with the mic from the, the, from the iPad. Yeah. Like I said, the, those devices have decent mics. You know, they, most of the Android phones, the higher end ones have decent mics. And I don't know what software you would use on Android, but they, they've got recording software. But uh, yeah, Boss Jock's an awesome app. Uh, I've I've used it a little bit. Uh, I've not played with it in depth, so it's good to to hear that that uh, that that works. Yeah, one of the things people don't realize and why Boss Jock works so well too is they really worked well on the the um, bringing up the sound and and optimizing the sound levels. So they do a lot of work with that app. So when you're talking, it brings it up. It doesn't, it brings, I mean, I did a recording the other day where I just laid the phone. It was in a conference for, for kids, uh, from one of my kids at school. And I just laid the phone down and it recorded and it picked up everyone around the conference table without any issues. 
Because when the person was talking, it brings them up. And it does a really good job on that. Yeah, I have to play with it a little bit more. Uh, speaking of kids, I, I hear your your kid, uh, one of your kids had a podcast or has a podcast? Yeah, Porter's podcast. Uh, he's due for his, we, we're probably at a monthly, we're trying to get back to a kind of a monthly schedule for him. Um, so hopefully this weekend we'll get his next one done. Um, we were supposed to do it last weekend. We ran into Halloween parties and stuff, but yeah, Porter's podcast and he just answers people's questions and he has fun with it. And, uh, if it was up to him, he'd probably be doing it weekly. Um, but I have to do prep work for him. So, uh, daddy as the producer, as he once threw me under the bus, he goes, yeah, he goes, sorry. So delay since the last episode, it was my producer's fault. (laughs) How old is Porter? He's uh, now he's seven. He started it when he was five and a half. And I always want to preface this. I'm not a tiger dad. I did not push him into it. He has an older brother who I did try to get to podcast who did said no. But Porter came to me and said, I want a podcast. And I was like, okay. And I go, what do you want to do about it? You know, I thought I'd answer that. I'd ask him that question. That'd be it. And he said, and he came back. He says, I want to answer people's questions. I'm like, all right, you got it. Now you have a podcast format. Yeah, and definitely. so I went out and got people to ask him questions and uh, he just answers them. It could be anything. Question be about why the earth is round to does your brother have a girlfriend? You know, those are some of the questions he's gotten on the show. And, <laughs> That's uh, great. Uh, and, and he's funny, too, because uh, he said this was a great quote from him recently. After the last episode came out, uh, he mentioned the neighbor, one of the neighbors and, and the mother had listened to the episode and she comes over and I'm standing there and she says to Porter, she goes, can I get your autograph? You're famous. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I'm, I'm not famous. He goes, I don't have a sponsor yet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you, you, you listen to too many podcasts about podcasting, Porter. Yeah, that's it. I don't have sponsors generally either. So, <laughs> so maybe I'm not famous. Darn it. Uh, so it's, it's, he's, he's cute and he has a good time with it. And, it, and that's the, and the best part about it is it's something fun for me and him to do together. And that's the way I look at it. Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, family activity, or it can be. I've been trying to get my wife to podcast, and she's been on a couple of them, but that's uh, a lost cause, I think. So uh, let's see. Uh, one other thing, uh, the feed. It's another podcast that you frequent. I don't know. You're not the host of it, are you? Or I'm a co-host. Really, I'm Elsie's the host. Elsie's the, the main host. I just show up. And Elsie does all the production work, so it's a great show for me to be on. Yeah, that's so, that's great. Yeah, I got uh, I'm, this, I'm the talent. Yeah, I, I got a similar set setup going on over here. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we do that every other week. Elsie uh, and I will get together on Friday mornings and we'll record. And um, so that'll be next week. So this is opposite week. So this is why this week worked out well. And um, we we'll just talk about what's going on, people's questions that have come in about podcasting or what we see going on in the world of podcasting. And, um, you know, it's a fun show to do. And again, uh, fun for me because Elsie does all the hard work. And as we joke on the show, future Elsie uh, does all the hard work of editing because we'll, we'll say, oh, editing point. Sorry, future Elsie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fun show to listen to. I I do listen. Yeah, Elsie is just, she's the sweetest person. And, you know, when I got hired, you know, I mentioned, you know, I got hired by Libsyn. And the first thing I did when I got hired by Libsyn was I hired Elsie. Ah, very good. Yeah, yeah. she, uh, we, we just missed each other this last weekend. She had to go somewhere, but I was in North Carolina uh, doing a uh, podcasting lab at uh, at a conference. How'd that go, by the way? It went really well. I uh, had about uh, 
about a third of the attendees showed up there. They had to put me in a bigger room. So oh, nice. The interest in podcasting is good. It isn't me. It was the interest in podcasting. But uh, How long did your session go? It was two hours. Nice. But we actually recorded and posted an episode to and set up the feed and everything right there live. And uh, I recorded it uh, on my little portable setup, and we put it up. So <laughs> there's, nice. a, there's a website out there with a fictitious podcast name. <laughs> I, I won't say what it is, but uh, at least not here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. So uh, last question. Uh, I always ask this of everybody that I interview. Uh, what would be your number one number one? Uh, uh, tip for somebody aspiring to podcast edit yeah I, I think editing is is the biggest tip I can give to people it's not live and you have an opportunity to edit and make yourself sound better so you might as well do that uh, I've heard too many podcasts where people don't edit and they should now I'm saying you don't have to go crazy like me and edit over edit but Edit some, edit out coughs and sneezes and preg- really long pregnant pauses. Or in the case of one podcast I heard where someone knocked at the door and they go, oh, hold on a second. And they walked away for five minutes and then they came back and they left the whole They left dead that air all in there. in there, huh? Jeez. Yeah, so editing is your friend. If you're doing interview podcasts, so few of the interview podcasts edit and it gives you an opportunity at... It gives you an opportunity as 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 an interviewer to, to edit those interviews up and make them sound better. And if, if the person you interviewed sounds better than they normally do, they're more likely to promote your podcast. So, you know, all these people that are running around trying to do these interview shows, hoping that the person they interview will then promote them. Um, if you just hit record and stop and post and the person said, you know, you know, you know, um, 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 a lot, good chance when they listen to it, they're not going to promote it. Right. So if you edit them make them sound good, good chance they will promote it. Yeah, I kind of do a mix of both. When I produce, you know, the, uh, sometimes I'll just, you know, do live to the hard drive, as we used to say. And I'll, and then other times I'll go in and, you know, I'll just record each segment and edit and do all that. You know, so it's, it's a mix for me, but it just depends on how much time I've got to produce the show. And, you know, like with these interviews, I definitely do uh, go in and edit uh, in case I said something stupid or or my interviewee did, (laughs) that kind of thing. But, yeah, definitely, I I agree with you. Editing is important. Uh, There's times when you can get away with not editing. You have a roundtable discussion with four or five people, and you probably don't need to edit in a roundtable discussion. But if it's you by yourself or you and, and one guest, there's usually a good opportunity there to edit and, and make it sound better and snappy. And especially if you're taking a really long conversation, you can take out some segments that just don't work. I mean, I used to do, and I would do on podcast 411 when people didn't realize, I would do a lot of shifting around of the conversation. I would rearrange the interview so that it flowed better when it was all said and done. Yeah, um, it takes a lot of time, but it, it's, the product is worth it. Right. And then I would take, I would talk to somebody for an hour, hour and a half. And when it was all said and done, it would be a 35 minute interview. Um, and, you know, I would take out the pieces and, and you, that's what people don't realize. That's how a lot of the big stuff that you see gets on television. Same thing. It's not just straight interview. There's a lot of editing and re- reorganizing 
and flowing of, of that interview. I'm not saying go crazy like I did on Podcast 411. God, Lord knows I, I went overboard. Um, but some editing is better than no editing. Yeah, I always take uh, Dave Jackson's approach. If, if it takes you more than four hours to put out a one-hour podcast, you're doing too much. But that's that's just me. So as you know, I, I'm an employee of Blueberry, and the show is very Blueberry-centric because there's certainly enough of them that are Lipson-centric, but I'm going to give you a chance <laughs> to talk about Lipson a little bit yeah, just because I, I want my listeners to know you know the other sides. Well, you know, one of the things that people may not know is you can, if you're hosting with Lipson, you can put in um, the Blueberry tracking code. So if you're going to Blueberry and you're working with them on hosting, uh, on advertising, we, we support that. So, you know, we, we, we don't try to exclude, we support the Blueberry tracking code and the, and the pod track one. Um, so we've got that out there. Um, you know, you know I, 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 people know who we are. I, I think we have a friendly rivalry. People probably think me and Todd are, are enemies, but we're, I think I consider Todd a, a friend I have for many years. Um, uh, I don't know if people realize how long me and Todd have known each other, but it's over 10 years. We, we were at Gnome, we first met at Gnome Dex, but before we even met, I had interviewed him on Podcast 411. He was one of the early people I interviewed on Podcast 411. Yeah, I don't remember that. I'll have to go back and check that out. I don't know if that one's still live um, because, not because it was Todd, but because it was one of the first, I think it was one of the first 30 interviews. And the first 30 interviews, I was still tr trying to figure out how to get my sound right. Um, so I was trying a lot of different experimenting early on and I didn't like, I didn't like the way the first 30 sounds. So I, on podcast for one website, I'll say, if you want this interview, you have to email me and I'll send you the link. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I took them off the feed. I, I left the first, very first episode up. Um, but I think episodes like one, two to 30 or something like that. I, I pulled down just cause the audio made me cringe later on. I, I one day I was listening and I was like, Oh, I don't like this. And I went and pulled them down. It was in a moment of. Uh, probably, uh, probably should have left them up, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I always tell everybody, your first uh, bunch of episodes are not going to be as good as your uh, next, you know, which is why it's important to put five or six of them out together at once. So they all sound bad together. Right. <laughs> Speaking of stupid podcaster tricks. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get, get, we, I don't want to leave on that. That's one that really irks me. You asked me one piece of advice. I always used to say to people, my advice always was um, do five episodes and don't release them. Yeah, do five. And, yeah, that's do five, a good idea. throw them aside, don't release them. The advice people now give is do 15 and put them all up at once. Well, that'll get you a new Noteworthy. And of course, that's the key to success. Right. You'll get a new and noteworthy. <laughs> Unfortunately, everybody that listens to you because they came in to listen to those first 15 episodes, here's crap because you haven't gotten feedback yet to get better. So if you do those first few episodes, only let a few friends listen to it, get real, real honest feedback. And a friend isn't someone that says, yes, it sounds good. A friend is someone that says, wow, you're, you, you really sound like you're in a tin can. Or you got to stop saying, um, 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 all the time. You know, getting someone that can actually give you good feedback and then launching your show, that's more important than launching with 10 or 15 episodes at once. So yes, in your, in your first segment of Stupid Podcast Tricks, put in launching with 10 bad episodes at once. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Definitely. Uh, so uh, how long has Lipson been in the podcasting space? I, I've seen 11 years. Yeah, started I, November 2004. 
Okay, yeah, because I remember they were an early player, and and I forget which there was one that I got on uh, that offered, and this was like 2005 that offered phone in. You know, you could phone it in. And oh, it wasn't, um, was it, it wasn't, talk shoe? No, it wasn't talk shoe. It was this was it's some little little site, and I can't even remember the name of it. And <laughs> that's why my first thirty episodes of Mike Dell's World is are not available because <laughs> <laughs> they went away without any notice. But Lipson's been around a while, so you know you can't go wrong with a company that's been around a while. Uh, you know, I, I always say, you know, yeah, I I prefer Blueberry first, just because you know. I, I I tell people if you're not going to host with us, host at Blueberry. Yeah, that's and I, what I say. I say folks, the so. same exact thing backwards. <laughs> so, but and, and I say host anywhere but SoundCloud. Yeah, is the other thing I'll say. Yeah, because yeah. I just again we, we talked about it earlier, but I just I don't see good things in the future there. Not for podcasters, maybe for people that uh, you know don't mind their content only being streamed. But if your podcasting is your thing, that's not the place. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true. So I guess uh, I guess that's it. Any, any uh, final words? Where would we uh, find you? I'm going to have links to all your shows and, and of course, Lipson you know, uh, in the show notes. But uh, where would we, uh, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, where would they do that? The easiest way to get a hold of me is just email me, Rob, R-O-B, at Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. And if you want to listen to me, my big show again is Today in iOS at todayinios.com. Or you can just search iOS podcast. Um, or iOS Today or Today in iOS and um, just even iPhone in iTunes and usually comes up as with the first podcast that comes up there. And Podcast 411 is still around uh, in hiatus mode. Um, got a couple in the can. Sorry, Ben Greenfield. I know he's been in the can for two years. Uh, so that's the next one that'll come out when I eventually put it out. So sorry, Ben. Um, he's got a good sense of humor. And then I've got Casey Startup 411 if you happen to be in the Kansas City area. And you want to know about the local startup scene? I've got that podcast. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, we went a little longer here, but uh, I'll probably edit it down a little. <laughs> ah, good editing. Good thing. All right, Rob. Have a uh, a great day, and thanks again for coming on Podcast Help Desk. Mike, thank you so much for having me on. So that was a, a great conversation there, and the conversation started probably twenty minutes before the recording, and. Went on for probably another 20, 30 minutes after the recording. So it was, uh, it was really good catching up with Rob and, uh, and all uh, he's doing and, and all the, the history and nostalgia of uh, some of the old stuff. And, of course, you heard me mention that uh, he gave me an idea for a segment for the show, which I am going to do at some point, uh, Stupid Podcaster Tricks. And that's not too... Uh, disparage anybody it was just uh, <laughs> you know kind of like David Letterman's thing but I think we talked about that uh, other than that I think we're going to call this an episode please uh, be sure to go to uh, podcasthelpdesk.com and uh, check out the sidebar there if you want to support the show got uh, lots of clickable things uh, including the uh, including the banner for Blueberry Use uh, blueberry.com services and you want a month free. Use my promo code helpdesk or click the banner there in that sidebar. So, with that, I'm out of here. We'll catch you next week with a more normal show. Uh, no interviews that I know of, unless uh, one pops up. Catch me later.
Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time. Thank you.